Hey, I'm JR. And I'm Mike from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast. Welcome to season two of the podcast, where we'll continue exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world and beer. And Lots beer. of beer. Lots of beer, JR. A hidden gem, no more. Enjoy one of the top stay and play packages in Manitoba at Oak Island Resort and Golf, just southwest of Brandon. Designed by one of the most prolific course architects in the country, you can enjoy over 6,600 yards of challenging and unforgettable golf amidst beautiful prairie wetlands and some of the best putting services on the planet. Once you put it out on 18, relax in one of the four fully equipped cabins on site while your hot dog or burger cooks on the BBQ. Or if camping is your thing, you can stay at one of the nearly 400 fully serviced sites. Book today by visiting oakislandmb.ca. Des and Andrea would love to see you down there and tell them 18 over par sent you and Mike and I will buy you around. That's oakislandmb.ca to book your stay and play package now or click on the link in our pod show notes. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you duckass. Welcome to 18 Over Par with Mike and JR, proudly presented by Bryce Matlaszewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by former Kelvin High School and Glendale Junior Golfer, Zach Thompson. He left town at 18 to take a golf management program in Vegas before touring around the U.S. as a collegiate golfer and pro. He's currently back in Winnipeg with his family and owns Prozac Training. All right, well, super excited to uh, bring this gentleman on who is hooked up uh, to us or connected to us uh, via Brad Curtin, who you can find on a earlier episode of season two of the 18 Over Par podcast. And we're going to get into his golf life, but uh, Mike and I, we recently won the Hecla Champagne Championship for the second year in a row. So we took out Team Lefty again. I forget how many holes did we play? 62? 62, yep. 62 holes over two days, and I think we beat him by one and a half points. Yeah, pretty amazing. It always comes down to the, the last few holes there. Yeah, it's like there's a Ryder Cup format, and then it just all gets thrown out the window, and we usually go play some scramble, and we end up winning. It's pretty tight, though, tight competition. <laughs> and we won some nachos in the end. There was an extra few holes. We won some nachos. I think I ended up paying for those because Moon put it on our room or something like that. So I ended up, so he's got to, he always be like 60 bucks or something. Classic. Yeah. yeah. Those caviar nachos aren't cheap. Yeah, that's right. They're not that expensive up there. I mean, pretty close, but not yeah. that expensive. They had pickerel cheeks on them. We ate a lot of pickerel up there at Hecla. They got some good, good pickerel up there and go check them out. Yeah. A lot of fish flies as well. So we got our fair oh, share yeah. of protein when we were out there. I think we actually stirred up up all the fish flies because there was none on the second day yeah we ran them all over yeah <laughs> so it happens when you go in the rough but uh, we want to give a uh, a huge shout out to uh, as we always do bryce matlashewski who is an investment advisor with endeavor wealth management part of i private wealth and a member of the canadian investor protection fund you can contact bryce at 
as well, Zach, you and the family, we're going to touch on your family in a little bit. You guys are going to get yourselves a DQ cake from the Nick and Nicky group of DQs, and you can find them at DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the Food Court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can also follow them on Instagram at DQ Manitoba. And, well, I should mention, you mentioned that you want to take a page out of Brad Curtin's book and donate your DQ cake. So we will do that. We will find a great charity, and we will donate them because we cannot forget the Nick and Nicky group. They're a local small business. Even though they have that big DQ name, they are small business owners. They got a few franchises, and they do love supporting the community. So thank you very much for doing that. And if you're ready, I'm ready. Mike's ready. You want to get into it? We're ready to go, baby. All right. So how did you end up getting into the game of golf? Uh, I was actually one of those non, like I really did not spend time at the golf course growing up. Didn't come from like a, um, a golfing family. You know, it wasn't really something that was, wasn't something that was into my life until later on. I probably kind of got it, you know, around seven or eight, I want to say. Um, I think wanted to go, my dad was on the golf course. Uh, he was a member of Glendale. My grandfather was there too, members of Glendale. And I, I just wanted to join him because go drive the golf cart who what little kid doesn't want to go go and, you know mm-hmm. drive the cart that was that's the thing that i think all <laughs> kids wanted to do and even to this day you still enjoy it um and I, I was around seven or eight i believe uh and, and i played hockey left-handed and so my dad got a set of clubs from a, i think a friend or a buddy that kind of fit me and i set up like you know i was playing hockey left-handed but they're right-handed sticks and mm-hmm. so he kind of turned me he turned me to go you know right-handed and so i kind of just we did it and it kind of was just nothing I really stuck with. It was like here or there, he kind of went out there and bunted it around and just kind of, but it, I really didn't, didn't really fall into the game. Um, really to tell you the truth till probably later on. Uh, but I was kind of like hockey always in the winter and was soccer and so forth in the summer golf kind of was like here and there. And then, um, you know, I kind of started doing a little more of it and kind of got a little itch of it. The you know, older I got probably around, um, nine or 10 kind of did a little more, you know, we took maybe lessons here or there. I think I played, you know, in the Glendale club championship, junior club championship. And I think for my age bracket, I, I, I won the net division or something like that, <laughs> but it wasn't anything that it was, you know, you spend time at the course. It was just, it was just something we did here or there and play with my, you know, the friends. And, and that's what really kind of, I kind of did, you know, recreationally. And then, um, probably when I was 12, it kind of all kind of, went more to the golf side of it because I unfortunately had to went through a pretty tragic injury. And that's what uh, kind of pushed me towards more golf life, I guess you can say. And no other kind of sports is kind of always just focused on golf. Yeah. There was someone else who mentioned that too. We had where they had an injury and kind of golf was their thing. I forget who was. And I apologize now for that. You can let, let us know on the Instagram Mm -hmm. DMS at 18 over par pod, but uh, they were the same situation where they had an injury and it was kind of golf. Golf was it. Yeah. And that's what my, my cut. Well, I kind of, it was, I don't know how long the show is. I can, you know, it's a pretty long story actually about mm-hmm. my, my past, my past involving this injury. Um, but it was just something where I unfortunately broke my ankle and, um, had to like, can't really, didn't really was able to sustain anymore. You know, hockey kind of gave up all these other things and, uh, kind of was still able to play golf. Cause you know, the rotational part of you know, it's ankle is still is a major part of the golf swing but I was still able to kind of push through. It wasn't like, you know, we were doing baseball or soccer or hockey with ankles. A lot of the, the movement is involving ankles. Mm-hmm. And so kind of that's how I was always wanted to be an athlete and golf was, that's how I kind of got me into that golf Avenue. And I just kind of, 
started falling in love and more of the game. And uh, kind of that's how I kind of got more into the game of golf and kind of everything else got set apart. Were your, so. it was your dad or your grandfather, were they yeah. accomplished golfers or were you? No, no, not, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, no, I didn't come from a golfing family whatsoever. Really. They just played maybe on the weekends with their, you know, with the guys and, and that was it. it was, I didn't come from a golfing family at all. Like no back, no history of golf or anything. It was just pure athletes in my family, you know, both my grandfathers and my dad played, but it was all recreational. It was always, you know, it was nothing really big. It wasn't, it wasn't serious golf. It was just, you know, he went out and had fun with the boys and the guys. And it was, it was fun uh, being, being a competitor. Cause you're athletes inside you. So of course you want to do well, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't no golf history in our, in our family. And that was kind of like the only one really that kind of, that's how I, I just kind of went. But I, I do believe my injury kind of pushed me towards the game more because it wasn't as important as it was when I it was the only thing I could do. You did mention pure athletes, and I know Mike wanted to touch on you are the first guest we've had that is standing upright. <laughs> Usually everyone is sitting down. So on the video we have here, so what do you all have there? What, what machines do you got in the background there? Is this your home gym? Yeah, I got a place here we built. Uh, I got a Aerodyne fan bike. We got a, a machine that's amazing. You can do everything with a Kaiser machine. Uh, we got a, uh, a squat bench rack. And I uh, got some other little toys around here uh, we play with. And um, so, yeah, I got, we got, we got, we're adding, I'm probably going to add another one or two things, but right now it's, we got a pretty good setup. Here. Yeah. Looks like enough room there for a virtual golf simulator. <laughs> you know, you can make, you, you know, you know, you, you know, Mike, it is in my mind down the road. Uh, you know, we're, 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 right now you can make some really good swings in here, but uh, maybe down the road we'll, uh, we're thinking about, you know, a little bit bigger, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But there is, there is a, there is, there's talk and there's, you know, thoughts down in my head down there. <laughs> Just got to pick the right moment to present that idea to, to everyone else. And exactly. And exactly. And I got to make sure I have, we don't want to break the windows or nothing like that either. So we, uh, we got to, I got to, I make sure I place it perfectly. So. <laughs> <laughs> So on that, you have, uh, so it's your wife and then you also have two young daughters as well. Do they have any interest in golf or is it just kind of, you're, you were the you know, golfer in the family and that's just it. I was the golfer in my family. My wife, um, my wife and I, she never really saw me playing. Um, she never got to see me play much, um, towards the tail end of my career uh, when I was kind of, when I was still playing and my kids, they know I played. Um, and I see them at the golf clubs and I got them little toy clubs around here to smack around. Um, and I'm sure if I ever take them, you know, they kind of, I think if I, I have, I, I stopped when I was 28, uh, another injury actually ended why I stopped playing golf. Um, and I actually didn't touch a club for almost, I was almost last year. It's almost, almost 10, nine years. I never saw a golf club. Wow. I played I played first round of golf last year at St. Charles. Um, it was almost nine years. And that was the first time I had a club back in my hands. So not yeah. a bad place to start, uh, start the, no, 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 back up again. <laughs> not, and it's, I, you know, it's not a bad place. And I, uh, I had an all opportunity. Like I, uh, we actually moved, I actually moved back to Winnipeg. I was in Scottsdale, Arizona and uh, we were living there and I had opportunities to play. Um, I played a lot of them cause that's where I also went to college as well. I, I, I was, I lived, I lived down there. And so I got to play all the, all the really pretty special places there. And, um, a lot of my clients, a lot of people wanted me to go play and I never did it. I just, I, I just didn't have time or I wanted to spend more time with my family because I worked so many hours in a week and, 
it was just one of those things where golf was kind of like, you know, you wish I wish you wish I was doing it every day still and going after and chasing it because it was it was a it was it was something we love. But other priorities come in life. But um, I'm sure if one of my little ones wants to get into it, they may get me back to kind of game back out there. They'll be the ones that get me going again. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. Well, I was going to ask, did you get, you got the bug again? You went again last year or whatever? Do you got uh, I the did. golf no, bug? I, uh, oh, I did. There's no question I did. I, I, but I, every day I wish I was still out there grinding and, and doing it, chasing it. I loved it. I literally loved it. I, you, the one thing I think, because there were so many guys that I played with and I played with some amazing golfers and there's so many guys that had way more talent than I did. Way more talent than me. There's no question about it. And I knew it too but they just maybe didn't love it. They didn't really want to chase it, I guess. Like they, they, they chased it, but they didn't put that, they didn't want to go. They, they didn't have that itch maybe. And, um, I had the itch. I, 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 I enjoyed being on the road. I enjoyed the college times. It was to me, it was, it wasn't a job. It was, uh, it was, I loved it. I really did. Even when you're making no money and paychecks and, you know, and you're making cuts, like it was hard. There's no question, but, and we were lucky enough to do what we're doing. It was a beautiful thing. It really well, was. Before you, you ended up going pro and even going to college, you had a, quite the career at Kelvin High School, correct? <laughs> Shout out wow. to Kelvin. <laughs> wow, you did your research, I guess. I don't even know. Usually it's Mike. Know. Mike's is usually the one I, in the research, but I found a little ditty I today. I have no idea how you found that, and I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, we, I, yeah, I went to Kelvin. Um, I think I was on the golf team for two, I was two years on the golf course team there some of the other two reasons why i believe i had an in, again, injury and I, I couldn't play on or try out or something for the team but uh yeah we we're there for two years i played for two years there when i was there for all four years and it was fun you know um they knew me as the golf you know i was you know I, I was still passionate about golf so they kind of they all knew me back you know and uh but it was yeah it was cool it was uh it was fun it really was i think we won the city championship or the division we we're in one time yeah. Uh, we went to, we went to, we went to provincials, I think then the following year, I can't remember where it was. It was a let, cold let us, uh, let us remind you here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again. Again, you're bringing back. What is this? Almost. This is uh, almost 20 years ago, by the almost, way, right now. Almost, almost, but we won't have to, we won't say the year, but team one, the league title all three years that you were there. So maybe you played three years, participated in three provincial high school championship tournaments, placed third yeah. at the two at the uh, Winnipeg school division championships. And uh, yeah, there's a, there's a whole list of stuff. So you can look it up. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know where to look it up. Like, like, I don't even know. Idea. We have to find it in the newspaper. We're in the library. We're in the library there for days. Shout out to the millennium library for letting us hang around and, uh, and sleep. I was overnight. about to ask you when was the last time you spent that much time in the library? <laughs> Every week preparing for the show. Yeah. yeah. Well, good on you. Good they on revoked, you. they revoked my library card because I, I was sleeping there. Do they still have library cards, by the way? I, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. Do they? Oh, yeah. Uh, they're not, they're not digital, like, every, like everything? I don't even know. No, so. it's the city. Come on. It's all <laughs> NFC. NFC. So after high school, you obviously... Um, did you compete in any like the Man Golf Manitoba events or anything? That's something we, I, we to, didn't to find. tell you to, to tell you the honest truth. I was not anything good in Manitoba golf. Like I swear, to, I'll tell you the truth. Like I played, I think maybe one or two 
Manitoba juniors. Um, and then I, I think I played in a handful of amateurs and I don't even know what my best finish was probably maybe I don't even know. I didn't even finish. I don't think I finished top, top 10, but I, I know I do every time. I know every time I made the cut, but uh, I never got honest with you. I didn't, I didn't do anything in golf Manitoba. I wasn't anything. I didn't play good. And I just true facts. Um, I, unfortunately, again, going back to my original injury when I, uh, when I was 12, I, um, I had multiple, uh, they had to reconstruct my ankle. So I've had multiple about five surgeries on my ankle. And so that took me out of, that took me out of the game a lot. Like there was times when they did, uh, they did, uh, my surgeries where I, I did it in, um, June. So I missed the whole year of golf because I had the procedure done and I was in the cast for the whole summer. And then it was, it, then I was kind of okay, but it was already getting into winter. So I didn't take it. I didn't touch a stick or I didn't hit a golf club. I didn't play in tournaments, um, for about almost two years in that time frame. And in between, I kind of butted around and played in the amateur, um, I believe. Uh, but I never really did anything, you know, special. I never really finished well. I think I, like I said, I don't even know. I think I may have finished top 20 once. So it wasn't anything. I didn't do anything in golf Manitoba. Well, I, it wasn't my, my development, my development didn't come until later on. I just, I wasn't anything special during golf Manitoba. Honest truth. <laughs> well, I, think, I think we saw, or at least what I saw in 2008, I believe it was T27. That was the year that Brad Curtin won it. Uh, his second year. And was that? Row, I believe. Yeah, that was, was, that, was that Gimli? Was that Gimli? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I think I kind of remember that one. Um, and he had a good following in there. And of course, you know, Curtsy did, did his thing again. And he, uh, he's made, he made a quite a name for himself uh, in golf man. Tillman, rightfully so and deserved with, you know, how great he played and, He's, uh, he's one of those weird names you remember in golf, man, Zelda for sure. So did you bump into, say, Brad or some of those other guys? Because, I mean, you just look at some of the names uh, in, like, the mid-2000s and, uh, like, 2010 and around there. It's like there are some big names that were playing in these golf Manitoba events, whether they're older yeah. or younger. So were you playing against these guys constantly or well, just we, one of those things I, you I got remember, hooked up later in life? We got hooked up later in life, but I remember I kind of played um, – when I came back from school, we, I played in putter, you know, for Glendale. I kind of subbed her. I was when I was in t- when I was in town, and we had a really good putter team, you know. I, I, or th- when I was around, uh, Justin McDonald who was a good, great, you know, good stick, great stick at the time, and Michael Goldberg was a great stick, and and we played against. And it was fun because we played against. Um, I think Kurt. I think Brad might have played one time when we were there. I was there. Um, ben, you know, Ben Ventura did play. We played him and against him, and that was good matches. And they were. It was fun. It was always, and you meet these guys and. Mike Tibbs, I think his name, I, I remember, uh, we played against them and, and, and that was like, you meet all these guys, you know, and, um, it was, it was just always good, but that was later on. Um, and, and but there was always fun to play against those guys and seeing the, te- you know, the quality of talent there is in Manitoba. And, and uh, it was, it was more later on when that happened. We take a quick break to hear from Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. So, Bryce, could you let us know what the difference is between a RRSP versus a TFSA? Yeah, there's a lot of confusion with these two tools. They're both great, but in a lot of instances, they're they're, they're very opposite of each other. Uh, with a TFSA, you're dealing with post-tax money, uh, meaning you won't get a tax break when you make the initial contribution. But on, on that token, you won't be taxed on any gains that happen inside that tax-free savings account. An RRSP, on, on the other hand, uh, you're dealing with pre-tax money. You do get a tax break uh, when you make that contribution. And however, all, all of the withdrawals that you make 
will be taxed in the future. So uh, you can grow tax-free in the meantime inside of that uh, structure, but inevitably have to pay taxes to CRA when you draw down that account. Is there a recommendation if you're a newbie investor or someone that's new into wealth management that you suggest to go in one lane or the other, or do you try and do both at the same time? For most young people, uh, a tax-free savings account is probably going to be the uh, tool that you're going to want to maximize first. Uh, The reason for that is most younger people have a lower income or they're going to anticipate having a higher income in the future. So you want to contribute to a tax-free savings account when your income is lower or you anticipate your income is going to be higher in the future. At that same token, you're going to want to save your RSP room uh, until you're in a higher tax bracket. That way, when you are making contributions, it helps offset that higher tax that you're paying and uh, helps reduce your overall tax bill. That was Bryce Matlaszewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. So what drove you then to playing college golf in the States? Like if you weren't I, well, I got competitive in, there, well, like how did you get hooked up down there? I got, I actually left right out of high school. Uh, I, I, I was so big. I was beloved of just golf in general. I kind of wanted to still be involved with golf. And there was a uh, program at UNLV and University of Las Vegas, the PGM program. They had a PGM program, professional golf management program that kind of, you can go to school and they'll teach you the ins and outs, you know, the pro shops and and just all the the PGA of America and everything that, that goes on that, you know, to to get in that line of, uh, you know, line of work, but you know, life. And there's other schools I was looking at. I didn't really look at anything in Canada. Um, I was fortunate and able to leave Winnipeg and, and um, UNLV. I we wrote I wrote an essay. Or you already you know application. There was an essay and so forth. And I didn't apply. There was a, I think Penn State had a university had a program. I think Clemson had a program. I think a school in South Carolina had a program. And I UNLV was Las Vegas. And if you're Las Vegas, and, you know you're 18. You're you know I'm 18 years old. And, you know and um, I applied and I got accepted and. I got in and that's actually, I went to go to school and to be in the PGM program. And so, um, that's how I kind of got down to the States. Um, and so I, I, I got there, not, we didn't know, I'm not knowing a soul, not knowing anybody. I know, I didn't know a whole, it was, it was just me. My parents dropped me off there. Um, and so basically in the program, they, um, you know, there was all the, all the new freshmen and all these people coming into the, the program, they, they have you and they meet you and, you know, you meet, you got to get, you know, used to it a little bit and they try and kind of make you feel like we're part of a group. And so what they did was they also had a gentleman who um, would help the kids in this, in, in, in the program, because uh, from what I remember, you have to pass something called the PAT, the pe- uh, player agility uh, test. Yeah. Player ability Billy, test. Uh, yeah. Billy test. Yeah. Billy mm-hmm. player ability test. And so they brought a t- uh, an instructor um, to kind of help, the group kind of improve their game. So they want you to, you know, he passed, like they want you you know, they wanted us to succeed and they didn't want, you know, so they brought a gentleman to kind of help with our games um, once a week, kind of going through little, you know, things that can help us. And I kind of got in, you know, he meeting him and, and his background and who he was. Um, his name is Mike Davis. And he was just, you know, he played on the tour, played in the U S opens, played in PGA championships. He was a legend in the, in Oregon, uh, amateur, you know, uh, golf. He was, he played on the, he played on the big, you know, he was, he was, he had a, quite the resume and he was just a good hearted person and his knowledge for the game and the swing 
was great. And so I kind of got taken to him and I asked him one day, you know, can I see you, you know, not with the group. Can I just kind of come for a lesson and so forth? And I come extra and we kind of worked on the game. And he basically said to me, the only problem with, with where I was, was I had to, my ankle was still so not physically. I just had surgery when I was 18. I had four surgeries in a row, five surgeries in a row. Wow. And so from 14 all the way to 18, I had to have a procedure done. And so he said, you got to get your ankle fixed, rehabbed to get to be able to, you know, for your game. So he actually gave us the name of a gentleman in Las Vegas. Um, his name is Keith Levin. who was, I, we had no idea who this gentleman was, whatever. Um, we thought, okay. And so we called him up. Um, he said, yeah, come on. You know, they, the reception said, we'll make an appointment, whatever. And, um, he was UNLV, the, the UNLV golf team actually, that's where they go and, and work down and trained as well. Um, so I walk in, we walk in and pictures of all these famous athletes. This gentleman has, has worked with, he's a physiotherapist trainer. He's done a little, he's had a little everything. And he's actually the gentleman who built tiger. You know, oh, wow. Tiger was, Tiger was the guy, he was the guy that helped Tiger become physically what he, what he was, what he was doing amazing things. But more importantly, but, he rebuilt you. He actually did. He, <laughs> he, he, I swear he's the, he was one of the, he, he basically gave me a chance and I rehab, like, I'll tell you, the, I, I'll tell you a story. 18 years old in Las Vegas. What happens do you normally do when you're a freshman in, in college? Kind of I can yourself. tell you. Yeah, I didn't exactly, do a lot of study. right? I pissed on a school bus once, but that's about all I remember. <laughs> right? So, what I but, but I but my it was a but call, I sorry. Where, whereabouts? Yeah, it was all over the city of Winnipeg. It wasn't in Las Vegas. I'll tell you that much. If it was Las Vegas, I'd probably be locked up in a dead right now. <laughs> um. So, so what I did, and I think this is what Keith saw. I was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 18 years old. And I'm in freshman in college. I woke up at five 30 in the morning, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I went to go to rehab my ankle and I did my own rehab, my ankle. I go back to the dorm, grab my stuff, go get breakfast, go to class. And then I go to the golf course and I just practice at golf balls and hit golf balls. And then I wake up on Tuesday and then it was golf in the morning and then school. And then I rehab the ankle at night. And I went back and that's what I, and that's what it, not many 18 year old kids would do that, but I just fell in love with golf and I seeing the way, cause I didn't have no idea what college golf was like the, 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 the talent and the guys would say to me, Hey, what AGA, AJGA events do you play? And I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> like yeah, it's that? a different, it, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just, it was just, it, it was a different ball. Like these, the, the, it was a different ball game there. Like we didn't have that here. Right. But it was, they are the, like, it was just a different ball game for these, for what amateur golf that they, they played and kids were going, guys were going to different in like Nashville and Arkansas and Indiana and all these places to play in these AJGA events tournaments. And I'm just like some schmo just bunting it out there. Not an idea. No clue how to, you know, I was just from playing with my God <laughs> from Winnipeg play, play, you know, and I'm playing with my, yeah. my just athletic ability. That's what I was doing. And so for, for, so I rehab my ankle um, to go back to you. And then my game started improving and I was playing local events, you know, some amateur local events in Las Vegas. And I was just getting, you know, I, cause I had, my development still was not like, it was still raw. I was just raw. I had no real true. Right. And so, but Mike, they, you know, this gentleman, Mike Davis was he really worked with me and we worked and I worked hard at it. And I spent six, seven hours. I still have calluses on my hand from many golf balls out there. Cause we started from day one in the golf swing, like from a grip on, like it was literally first day I met him. He switched 
Because back when I was playing, I was just hitting these big banana slices because I couldn't get on my left side because of my ankle. Like I couldn't transfer my weight. I just stayed hung back and I just fall through. But that's, I right. thought it was, you know, that that's all I could do. And so I got to the point where my ankle was strong enough and I got the real bond with Keith, um, Clevin, the gentleman. Uh, and it was, he really helped me physically. And then we started, you know, then I started taking, you know, working, work, you know, physically working the body, working, you know, changing, transforming, because that's when things were tight. Tiger was kind of changing the times of what golfers look like. And I'd always say, I'm going to get tiger strong, you know, and they kind of <laughs> laughed at me, they, 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 you know, they kind of laughed at me and they kind of gave me chuckled and all that. But I kind of, you know, I was working towards it. And there are times tiger came in and worked out and I met him, you know, he shook his hand and said, nice to meet you. And nice to meet you. And he wow. said to him, you know, he's, he's a you know kid who's trying to reach it. And he said, good luck. You know, that's all, you know, and I see the kind of stuff he was doing. It was kind of cool. And, um, so, you know, you see these things that kind of gets you excited. Right. And so it's just kind of like, I, I just kept working on my game and I got a little better and got a little better. And then, um, in January, I kind of, in December, I kind of said, I don't want to be in the PGM program anymore. I kind of want to focus. I want to kind of play this game. I want to, I want to, I want to be a player. I want to play. My parents kind of looked at me like I was kind of an idiot. And they kind of, you know, they're like, oh, you know, like really, like really, but I kind of had the, you know, you had this dream, right. You wanted to, you want to chase it. And, um, then I actually kind of just kept playing. I took less classes. I was, I was still in school. I still took classes, but I took a little bit less in the second semester in January. And I kind of just kept, went to school and did the same thing. Went to school, you know, took care of physical myself, um, played in as many tournaments as I can locally in, in Nevada, Las Vegas area. And on the weekends, you enjoy yourself because you're in college still. You got to still have fun. Could and you elaborate on remember, that? No, I can't. <laughs> ah, well. Like I, 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 JR, I told you earlier, there's a couple of stories I can tell you, but that's uh, We'll that's save it for the golf course. <laughs> no, I can tell you, I can tell you a couple here, but not right now. Uh, uh, well, there's and, more to the story, JR. There's more to the story. Right. So you're, you're competing in these events. Uh, yeah. Are they, they're pro events? You're competing no. as an amateur no. or they're just amateur events? Just, just local oh. amateur events. SN, the SNGA, I believe. Southern Nevada Golf Association. Okay. So they have their own, they had their own tournament. You know, it's kind of like the, they had their own tournaments, different, you know, golf court, public courses or wherever, um, yep. you know, every other couple weekends or whatever. Uh, and that's what I was just playing to again to develop my game and trying because playing golf and practicing and going and playing the boys and playing the tournaments, different story. And so I never, ha- but I didn't have that under my belt like all these other guys where they played how many tournaments. Well, mine was always one time I played the man until the amateur one time a year, and right. that was it. You know, like I won I the junior, it. I won the junior at Glendale back in. <laughs> yeah, 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 that doesn't go a long way with these guys. They look at you know, um, not a, and so. Um, so then I, I kind of sat down. We actually, I had a meeting with the, the coach at UNLV, uh, Dwayne Knight, and uh, his assistant coach is Andy Bischel. And they said to me, um, you know, your development isn't where we want it, but we think, you know, what will be the best bet for you is you can try and stay another year. Um, we'll look at you again, but we're actually bringing a kid from Scottsdale Community College up here. And it's maybe a good opportunity for you to go and, you know, improve your skills there and get your development there. And I'm like, what's a community college? I have no idea. Like I, I didn't know anything about NCAA. Like we didn't know, we, I had no history with this whatsoever. The only history I had was um, learning about this stuff was Adam Spears. I was uh, Spears. He was, he actually taught me. He was part of a coaching staff of a hockey team. I grew up when I was like, I think nine or 10. And and so, and so you see young Adam Spears and Rob Spears and they're great. They're really good people. 
And uh, Spearsy, I got to know a little more. Um, and Rob, you know, later on, we got older. And just, just you know, Adam's, you know, Spearsy was kind of, you know, he's a legend in the golf Manitoba. And uh, I didn't know many people going playing college golf besides Spearsy. You know, when he went to Miami, Ohio, you didn't really see many Winnipeg or, you know, you know, Robbie McMillan, his story, and, and you know, Glenn Natchuk. And you hear these other guys, you know, but Adam, you know, I knew Adam, you know, and you hear about what he did. Uh, you kind of like, you're looking at it as like, Hey, you know, that's, that's really cool. You know, a kid from Winnipeg, you know, doing what he did and it's, it's possible. It's feasible. Right. So, but I didn't know anything about college, like, you, you know, the American university or the NCAA or any of that. So they told me about a community college and I'm like, so they, the community, uh, UNLV contacted, uh, Scottsdale community college and about me. And then he reached the coach, reached out to me said, come on down. So forth. So I went down there. I, I, packed my stuff up in Vegas, um, went down there to meet him, looked around. He basically said, you know, we're, one, we're the number one team in the nation for junior college and we have great talent and blah, 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 and so forth. And here's your, you know, papers. If you want to, you know, here's your, 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 your papers to, to join the team. So I'm like, wow. Okay, let's do it. So that's when I signed the papers and I, then I moved from Scott from Las Vegas to Scottsdale. And community college is not like it's different than, than the big universities. It's a little different life. Uh, but it was, um, it was great. It was really, it was really, really cool. It was really, it was a great, it was a great two years uh, for sure. No, no question about that. I would assume yeah. that, that UNLV would have, you know, they seem like a big NCAA team. I think I had a rebels hat back in the day. Not even know it. Not even they're running, they're running, they're running rebels, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, or the, the big poncho winter jackets, you know, and, and yeah. NCAA was somehow a thing in, in Canada for winter jackets. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I imagine that would, that would have been a pretty tough team to crack. Oh, uh, there's no question the team there. And I got to know the guys there and I got to, they're really good. Like Ryan Moore was there. Uh, there's a gentleman, there was a guy there named Travis Wisman who was just, he was a heck of a player. JC Deacon, who I got to know pretty well. Another Canadian who's actually now the head coach at university of Florida, who's kicking some butt. And mm. he's, he's a, he's a really, really JC's a good cat. It was actually funny. Him and I went to, uh, um, the ESPN zone they had at New York, New York at the time. And they, In Las Vegas. On Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I there got was a story place about that Viet. too, but you go first. There's a, there's, you know, there's a, so you know what I'm talking yes. about. There's a place called the ESPN zone. Mm-hmm. And so JC, JC and I would go on Saturday night to go watch hockey night in Canada because we couldn't get on TV here. Right? right. And we wanted to watch where I don't know how many people like this, but I'm a Lease fan, big Lease fan. And so JC's from JC's from JJ. Yeah, exactly. Right? JC's from, from Toronto to Ontario. And we hit it off and whatever. And he's like, we were talking like we missed one thing we do miss about home is, watching hockey night in Canada. And so we found on the ESPN zone. So we get in the car, we go to you know, New York, New York. We get there early. We get down right in front where they have these big like uh, theater chairs. And then they have the big movie, uh, the big movie theater pic- uh, pictures. Mm-hmm. And we'd ask them to put on hockey night in Canada when the Leafs were playing and they put on first. So we'd sit there, wow. you know, um, and just watch hockey night in Canada. It was, it was cool. It was really cool at that time. So they had that. So going back, they had a great lineup, uh, Andreas Gonzalez. I don't know if you remember him at all. He's probably one of the single handling nicest guys in the world. Um, and he had a heck of a career as well. And I got to know him and spent a lot of time with him. He's a good buddy. He's a, he was a good guy. Really. He's, he's, the guy, the biggest Fu Manchu. Um, <laughs> that's Andre. So, you know, they had, they, their, their team was, was unbelievable really. And it is, it is year in year out. It really is. Like there is, they're, 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 they're very, they're always very tough. They really are. 
Well, I imagine so you know, your- re- recruiting to UNLV probably isn't that difficult um, at the at the end of the day, especially when you're talking about some some young folks like, oh, I get to stay in Las Vegas for my college years. That sounds like fun. Some it's it's yeah, it, it kind of is a you know it's attracting to a lot of people. I guess um, it can kind of perk your interest up for sure. Mm-hmm. It would for would for us. Hey, maybe there's still a chance for Mike and I. Uh, <laughs> I, we could try. Do you, do you have any eligibility? You might have some eligibility right. left. <laughs> we can then, you learn about el- then you learn about eligibility. There's all these rules that again right. we had no we had, we had no we I had no clue. My family had no clue. We had no idea of any of these things when it comes to college athletics or college golf. So I didn't know this, but I already used one year up uh, when I was UNLV. I used a whole year up of eligibility because oh. I took because I took a certain amount of classes. I was already I had to, I used it up. Wow. So I didn't even file for like, I, I, if hindsight, looking back, we might have filed it. I could have filed maybe for a red shirt, a medical red shirt. Cause my ankle, like is my injury. Maybe I could have, but who knows? But we didn't know. No one had, we didn't have a hot clue of any of these, these stuff. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I, I will touch on my ESPN zone story. So I wasn't last night <laughs> <Let's hear>. um, <laughs> for, and uh, the hockey playoffs were on. I believe it was the Stanley Cup finals. Pittsburgh Penguins are in it. Sidney Crosby was there. What? And um, I forget. Yeah, so what year what, was that? Forget what year it was. It, it would have been like in the late 2000s. Okay. Yeah, it would have been like 2008, maybe 2009. Somewhere in there. Okay. Um, but anyways, yeah, Team Lefty, we were down there. We're having a, having a good time. And as I usually do, I uh, indulge a little bit too much. And couldn't find them. So I was directed to them because they were yelling at me like, we're down here. And I'm like, yeah, I just kept on yelling for whatever reason. And I believe there's a football field on the ground. Like there's AstroTurf with different yard lines. And I think that's like where you sit on or there's a portion of ESPN zone that's like that. Well, anyways, right. I remember throwing up on the 40 yard line or whatever it was. And we got kicked out of ESPN during the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I don't, I don't think you're, the, I don't think you're the first person did that, by the way. <laughs> and also, I don't need, I don't know. I I don't know when you went back to last. It's no longer there, too. They go. Oh, really? It. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Well, I'm glad I did it when yeah. I had the chance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. That astroturf is pretty absorbent. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just take a hose. They probably just hose it down. Hose it down. Right? <laughs> they they probably yelled out. Yeah, we had another yeah. one. Clean up on forty yard line. So sorry and. Uh, so at UNLV and then you yeah. get, was it a trade or it's just like a spot no. opened up at Scott? No, they, it was a spot, a spot open, a spot open at SEC. And, um, and, uh, and he, uh, and that's kind of like, you know, how I kind of ended up there. They, they, they suggested I go there to get, again, develop more of my development game and, and kind of get used to it and kind of get just drove, you know? And so that's how I made the switch. And I went there and we basically had, an amazing team there. We had a bunch of guys who basically went to the University of Arizona, and then went to Texas TCU, and then we went to Minneapolis, uh, U of M, Minneapolis, and then we had one that went to the University of South Florida. So we had we had one that guy that went go back and play pro in Europe. So we had an amazing. We were the number one team in the nation for junior college, and it was just an amazing. We we could have probably played in a lot of Division one tournaments and beat a lot of teams, and no one wanted a junior college coming in and beating right. them. Mm-hmm. But we had, but we had a we had a really my two years we were we had a great great bunch of guys and a great, great team. And, um, it was funny. My, when I first, my first tournament that I qualified for, um, I kind of, we were playing and I was the number five guy because they kept, we have five guys. Number one is the guy who's playing the best then goes off number one and then so forth. So I was a five guy, of course. And we were playing and I remember I was walking down nine fairway and we had the number two guy coming down 
12 fairway and we were looking at each other and he points at me and I point at him and he, and he points and I, and he's like, he's pointing at me and I still point back at him. He goes like two under and he goes and he points to me, points to me. I go five under. Oh, nice. And, and his face and his face just drops, Right. And his face just drops. And then, and I didn't finish strong. I think I finished two under because I, whatever, but I was still close up there top of, you know, whatever leaderboard. And, um, but that was a funny, that was a funny, you know, funny thing in exchange. And it was kind of something I always remember seeing his face just dropping, you know, you know, no one expected that coming out of me, but my game, you can tell was kind of, I, I kind of just kept grinding and kept grinding and kept grinding and just kind of working. And you kind of see that there was, there was some sort of, you know, something there. Was that at paradise Valley? Yeah, maybe. I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was. Ghosts of so. golfing past. Yeah. Mike How did you? Them up. <laughs> wow. Well, your first there, round, buddy. it was, you, it was, yeah, the I don't, uh, Paradise Valley Country Club Tournament, I'm guessing. Uh, finished ninth. You shot a 70 on the first day. So that would be minus two and uh, yeah, 76 yeah. on the, on the second day for a one forty six. Yeah. So, yeah, good. And I, it was, it was good. Wow. I found that one. I couldn't believe that, but yeah, it was funny. I was five under after five, after nine or going, yeah, going into nine, I was five under. I was a part of five and I think it part of that hole. Um, but it, yeah, I just, again, I just didn't know how to finish. And I, um, I, but you can tell there was, you know, everyone just was shocked when I heard that. And so that was kind of cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And going from community college, and did you also then go up to Portland to play as well? Wow, good. You guys did research. So, yes, I actually, so after two years of uh, SEC, uh, I actually had to graduate because, again, more rules. Oh, okay. uh, after you go after you go to Division One, you, when you, if you go down to junior college, you have to graduate. So, to be el- academically eligible to go back to Division One. So I went from Division One down to junior college back to Division One. I had to graduate in two years. So I I took a course load, a good size course load to be done in two years. What'd you take? Um, I don't even remember. Basket weaving? I don't even know. Basket uh, weaving? I don't know. I was, I, I was like, good I, was, answer. I, I was, I was in a class where, uh, it was called healthful living. I, it was healthful living, I think. And okay. the teacher was, uh, was the, the head football coach was actually the professor. Sure. <laughs> nice. And uh, let's just say that class didn't transfer over. As this one is of those, like a uh, Netflix uh, episode or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, and he, you know, it, it was, it was, you know, it, it was, it was what we had to do to get to the grad. I needed the, 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 the grades or the classes, yeah. uh, the credits, credits to graduate, right? Yeah. Yeah. I needed to get the credits. So I, uh, I left, on my, when I was finished with SEC, I kind of, I wanted to, you know, of course I wanted to, vision one was no one thought I could do it. You know, it was a big, big goal. It's a big, it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, and I thought I, you know, I can't come a long ways. And, um, I kind of, I wanted to continue on. And, uh, I talked to a couple of teams. I wrote letters to a lot of schools. That's what I did. I wrote letters to them. I didn't have, didn't social media wasn't really big back then. So, you know, kind of now you kind of post things and all that, but didn't have that then makes me feel old even now saying that. Um, but I, I wrote letters to a lot of schools and I talked to a lot of schools. I talked to the university of Hawaii. I actually talked to Tim Nicholson was he, when he was at San Diego. Um, I talked to, uh, um, I actually talked to, so I, Hawaii and, uh, San Diego talked to UNLV a little bit again, but they just, I wanted to, you know, unfortunately kind of wanted to go to a place where I knew I, you don't want to make it sound, but I wanted to where the, the, you know, he was tough to crack. I wanted to play, right. you know, you yeah. kind of, right. The lineup would be a hard lineup to get into. 
uh, and I actually got contacted by a, a division two school in uh, Lumberton, North Carolina. And so uh, I went there on a recruiting visit and um, I also visited Tennessee state in Nashville. Great town, by the way, they, they went, I went on a, on a visit there uh, and they both fit offered. Uh, I actually, I accepted in Lumberton, North Carolina, it's a little town, <laughs> you know, you find a Raleigh and you drive and all of a sudden you take a right and you go down and there's like a one road, one, whatever. And there was a bunch of dorms and there's the campus. And I went down there. We met, had sweet tea for the first time. I don't know if you guys ever oh, had sweet tea. Yeah. Interesting thing. Um, and, and I actually, I actually committed. They offered me and I, uh, when I was there and I committed. So I was actually originally going to go to, uh, university of North Carolina, Pembroke it's called. Oh. And, uh, and, uh, I was at ready to go. I was talking to the coach. He kind of kept hitting me up and asking me questions for like swag and all that stuff. And I find living arrangements and everything. And, but still in the back of your mind, you know, he didn't, I asked if they want me to sign the papers and he's like, Oh, we'll get them to you. We'll get it. We'll fed up. So we'll eat whatever. Facts they, you. We'll, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they didn't, you know, and again, and that's recruiting that they were also looking and you know, they still looking, whatever. Right. But They're they keeping have, you on the line too. Right. They're you know, playing they their kind game. Of, and so they kind of kept, they wanted my commitment. I committed, but I kind of also, you know, you want to play division one. It was, that was, it was a goal. It was, it was a dream, right? You mm-hmm. see these guys and you know, it was the thing. And, um, I heard from the university of Portland, the division one, the West coast conference, they were losing a guy to transfer. And I had a, a contact reached out to them to them about me and they contacted me and I went down on a visit August. I think I went down. They wanted me to come. Um, they checked out my grades. They had to get my transcripts right away. Cause school was starting, I think like two weeks from then. And I, or two or three weeks from then, I think. And then I, I they said, they want, they want, you know, you have a spot. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'll, I'll take it. I want it. And so, and I had to call back the, the, the team in uh, Lumberton in North Carolina to, you know, to decommit and tell them, Hey, sorry, you didn't have me sign the papers. And I, I, I can leave. I, I committed somewhere else. I'm going to, you know, they didn't take it all that kindly, but it is what it is. Um, and so that's how I ended up in Portland. Yeah. Wow. They wanted you so, to pay for that sweet tea. <laughs> Straight up. I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys ever I don't know if you guys ever had it, but it's 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 pretty different. It really is. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of well. It's just like cold, isn't it? Just cold tea. Isn't it pretty well cold tea with a little bit of? No, uh, it's not iced tea. I know it's not like no, our iced tea, but for me, I, the way they served it to me, it was like almost like uh, syrup. It was thick. Oh, okay. it was. It was it was it was a good be sweet yeah it was like a (laughs) thick kind of stuff so it was different but uh that's that's you should try it sometime i was gonna say i'll have to haven't haven't tried that after that (laughs) no definitely haven't tried that (laughs) jr jr you spent some time down in north carolina did spend some time in north carolina enjoyed the southern hospitality uh did not enjoy the uh, sweet tea because i didn't know i didn't know to order it should have were you, were you in Raleigh? Have you in Raleigh? So I flew into Raleigh and then it was East Carolina. Where is East Carolina? East Carolina University. Uh, Sounds like it's East. Oh, yeah. Somewhere <laughs> in the East. But I, I was in Wilmington. I did Raleigh. Wilmington, yeah. Um, Raleigh's beautiful. Raleigh, yeah. I think, is beautiful. Raleigh's beautiful. I really liked Raleigh. Yeah. Oh, really I remember nice it was really, really hot. We had on the front nine, they gave us, it was so hot, like no one was out there. And they gave us a plastic bag with ice in it full of beer. 
and we had that and I think three Gatorades and we didn't piss once. We had no, like, it was just so hot. The humidity was just like, I was like, this is why there was a, there, we found out when we're driving back, there was a humidity warning that day. I think it was up to like 110 or something with a humidity. Oh man. And then we went and met up with the ladies in the mall. And so a bunch of, you know, three guys sweating our asses off, faces are red in the mall. We're just like, we just want to sit down and have water. That is yeah. all we want to do. I want to shower. Give me a, <laughs> give me a bath, cold bath. Right now. The Where's the ice nice. bath? Where's the ice bath? Yeah. Ice bath. They're looking at you like, you're crazy. We're from Canada. It's okay. Yeah. Here's some sweet, some thick, sweet tea. <laughs> but quickly, before we trade up our sweet tea for some nice espresso um, and coffee, but, uh, just in Las Vegas and in Scottsdale, can you can you golf year round or like what is yes. it too hot to golf yes. there in summer or no? You, no, you oh. can't. You, it, it, of course, it's hot as heck, and mm-hmm. yeah. there's no question. But there's times when I had I actually my first again going back to my first year in Vegas before I left to go to Scottsdale, I tried to qualify at the USM, and it was in I want to say it was sometime in June, and it was and it third USM qualifiers thirty six holes in a day, right? And wow. so it's. And this was in June in Vegas and it was bad. It was hot. And I had a caddy, I had a caddy for me. And on the 32nd hole, they, they on every tee, they had like those big ice box, like full water for us. Like they had yeah. the big, you know, for the mm-hmm. players on the 32nd hole, my caddy popped it open and d- fell in. Like he literally took a bath. Like That's he just dumped awesome. in. Cause he had, he, and I said, to, I, I, bet, Hogwash. I, I literally, and I said to him, it's okay. Don't worry. I'll finish the last couple. I, you know, I didn't, I played, I didn't play great. Cause again, my first time experiencing in, the, in that kind of heat and 36 holes in a day, but yeah. I literally remember, I'll never forget it. I just remember that whole scene. I was standing there. He literally, he looks at the chest, cracks it open, looks around and then he just falls, just goes right in. Just full clothes and all that. And all of a sudden I, I went out when, when I'm walking up 30 and when I'm walking up 36, uh, I see him and he's standing, he's sitting by the, by the green with his head is down between his legs. And he's saying, he apologize. I'm like, Hey, it's all good. No worries. I'd rather you this way than, you know, what could have been the opposite. <laughs> <Right>. So, <laughs> you know, dragging a body. Across. Right. Right. You're the 18th hole. You would have made the headlines for a different reason. <laughs> exactly. hundred percent. But he was a, he was a good, he was a good sport, but yeah, playing golf in the summer there is um, it's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's not easy. It's not fun. There, there's, you gotta be in there really early. Mm-hmm. Um, and you gotta leave by probably 10 o'clock is when right. you do always, but there are times if you can get out there after it's always dead and you can play golf and it'd be fast, but it's hot. Really is hot. Yeah. So, and I guess in the summer you could probably play fairly late too. You know, if it gets, if it starts cooling down around, I don't think it cools around around 6 PM, but no. it doesn't cool down at all. It doesn't, it doesn't cool down at all. Not Sorry, until Mike. 3 AM. Yeah. Not even that too. I just got stale once and it was in November, but, uh, Oh, then you're there. You're there in the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so jumping over to Portland and, and touching on that, they said you were looking, they were looking at your grades and I, imagine you must be quite academically uh, successful. And even in high school, if you're going to UNLV, they're accepting you there. Uh, are you a, you're a book? You let you're a no. studier. You're a smart guy. Obviously. No. <laughs> no, not when it comes to when it, when it comes to when it, when it was classes that I enjoyed. Yes. Right. But classes that were kind of not in my wheelhouse or I really wasn't um, focused on, or I really didn't find that was up my, my, you know, my cup of tea. Sure. It was, I just, you know, I got, you have to keep a certain grade point, right? Yeah. Be eligible. Right. That's what, you know, but 
Um, when there was classes that I enjoyed, yeah, I was, it was good, but right. there's other, the other ones they put you in that part of your, yeah, I just that, had to get by and I, you know, the 4.3 in basket weaving kind of threw you over the edge <laughs> there. And that really evened out the, uh, the average. That actually was, that actually was kind of a grind and I had to grind to get the 4.3. <laughs> I bet that would, sounds tough. <laughs> uh, so Portland, so how many years, I guess, uh, yeah. So you get to Portland, <clears throat> how many years do you got I, left in your el- eligibility in? Well, that was the thing. No one really knew because I transferred so many freaking times. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, I was supposedly a junior. So I had two years of eligibility remaining. And uh, I got there uh, pretty late. And then um, we, uh, we, had, we had a tournament. We, our schedule was, I think we had, a, I believe, three weeks on the road. And then we had a break. And so it was pretty soon, you know, tournaments are starting and we get there and you know, kind of get to know the guys. We had a great bunch of group of guys when I was there for my year for that year. And, um, we got qualifying pretty soon for the tournament and I qualified for the first tournament and it was just a blast. Like, you know, I get to the first tee and I'm like, you know, you think of all these things and I I had a pretty, you know, interesting, my, my journey to get to where I was was pretty interesting and all, all that and so forth. And I remember I didn't even think I was going to be able to hit the golf ball. Like I literally thought I was just going to miss and whiff and whatever. And I just thought, what, how am I going to hit this thing? Right. Cause I just was so, you know, this is pretty, this is, you know, it's, you know, it was, it was a big, big moment for me. And I literally, I think I almost shanked it, but I, at least I, I caught the toe of the golf club. Thankfully I caught the toe when it went, you know, went right. And I literally got in the trees and, you know, I kind of bunted it out there and I made a par my first hole. I got up and down. And it kind of settled me down and I kind of just, you know, it kind of was like, okay, the excitement or the, the whatever was kind of behind me. Now let's play golf. Right. But it was, a, it was, a, it was, a, it was, it was awesome. You know, we went to school and then you, you, we left to, on, we left on Saturday, uh, play practice around Sunday. No, excuse me. We left Friday practice around sat. No, we left Friday for Saturday practice around and then 36 holes and then 18 holes. So it was 36 mon- uh, Sunday, 18 Monday travel back to school to, 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 you know, you know, and then go to school from Tuesday and then leave Friday. We did that for three weeks. It was awesome. It was, uh, it was really cool. It really was. And it was a lot of fun, you know, playing on a team is, is in this game is such an individual sport, right. But having that little bit of a team aspect, it kind of made it feel, it was, it was really, it was, it was really, really, really awesome. And I'll tell you a great story. But for me, it was a cool story. Uh, was I was playing in a, We were playing a tournament uh, in St. George, Utah, and I remember um, after the first day, um, we, you know, we're, we're our team's in the middle of a pack. I'm in the middle of a pack, whatever. Right? I think I, I was probably about 75, 74. I think it was. And coach comes in, or 70, something like that. And coach comes in, or 76, 75, something like that. And coach comes in to our hotel, tells our tea time for the next day because it was uh, the weather was kind of kicking our butts. So we, they only turned to 36 holes. So 18 and then 18. And so coach tells us our tee times and who we're playing with. And, um, I'm in the pack and he's, you know, he's like, we're playing with this team because we all, you know, we play with teams and, and so for other teams, one player from each other team. And he said, we're playing with, um, I think it was like Santa Cruz, Boise state. And I'm like, Oh, Boise. Okay. I know a guy in Boise. And he tells us who we're playing with. And he's, you know, and it, uh, I'm playing with Scotty Lowen. And I don't know if you guys, you know, I'm sure Brad brought his name up. He's a local Winnipeg kid. Mm-hmm. And I played hockey. I played hockey against him. And he, I think he's, he had a good career in Manitoba golf. He's a heck of a stick. And I'm, you know, we're playing the next day, you know? And so I remember we got up to the tee and, you know, we kind of know we saw each other and whatever, and we playing. And I think we we're walking down 18. Scotty was playing good. He was playing good golf. 
I was playing, I just was struggling somewhat, but Scotty was good golf. And I remember walking down 18 and I thought, you know what, well, this is pretty cool. In my mind, it's a pretty cool two kids from the peg playing a division mm-hmm. one college, playing a division one college golf. And again, at that time, I don't really know, I remember how many guys were playing division one college golf from Winnipeg, you know, besides me and Scotty, I think Mike, I think Mike Keast, uh, I think Maddie Johnson. Um, I don't remember, I don't remember how many others, but I don't think it was, you know, huge, but, but I remember walking down and thinking, you know, this is pretty cool. Two kids from the peg playing in, in St. George, Utah, number one, mm-hmm. and, you know, playing in a, playing in a, uh, playing in division one college golf, you know, tournament and Scotty. And I was cool. And I was happy to see Scotty play really well. It was good. It was good to see him. You know, I, I said to him, great, you know, representing the Winnipeg and he playing, you know, was, I was happy he played great and it was cool. And, you know, and I, I remember when, um, uh, after my second year at Scottsdale Community College, uh, Odessa Community College won the national championship. Well, two kids were on the Odessa, college, Odessa Community College team in Winnipeg, Scotty Lowen and Terry Riley, TR. Oh, wow. Nice. And, so, <laughs> and so I remember I, I, remember I saw TR, uh, I think it was at Hathaway. I was there for some reason. I went up to him and shook his head, congratulated him. It was cool to see, you know, Winnipeg kids doing great things and uh outside you know it was it's, it's it was great for the, it's great we really i would i would enjoy i always enjoy to see when it figures do well outside you know making a name it's really cool yeah you just yeah. don't even think so, about it you don't even think it's accessible number one right but now kind yeah. of hearing the stories and starting to see some of the young ones come up we actually just spoke with one uh last episode with jake armstrong uh, even though he yeah. stayed in canada he got the chance to represent team canada overseas at the exactly. you know, world university golf championships which is and I, special. Th- and I think, and I think what Cockrell went to university of Idaho, you know, and, and then they're, they're in Moscow, Idaho. And I actually played a tournament there. And when I was in Portland, we actually had a tournament there in Moscow, Idaho. And I played, I, we played there. Um, but it was, it was really cool. It was, um, seeing Winnipeg kids, you know, doing their thing, you know, especially in division one college golf in the States or anywhere in college. It's, it's a great thing for, for Manitoba golf for sure. Uh, just in that, in your who, what schools would be in that division? Is that is that like a West Coast division or West Coast? We're, yeah, we were in the West Coast Conference. We were playing against Gonzaga, St. Mary, San Francisco, Santa Cruz, uh, Pepperdine. Um, it's kind of cool because uh, I got to play uh, Andrew Putnam, who's on. You know, I'm, I don't know if you know his name. He played the Pepperdine, and I got to play with him. Um, Michael Putnam, his brother. Um, so yeah, we played in that division, the West Coast. Yeah. Nice. And you must be playing against, you know, I, I always, I'm always asking like, who did you play against? Because there's such a fine line there of guys that are probably playing that division one that make it to the tour. You know, everyone's Mm -hmm. just kind of a step away. And I'm sure there's some big names you're playing against. I played against some really good names, uh, even in college golf and outside and other amateur events. We can touch, you know, um, I played in some really good sized tournaments and I got Mm -hmm. to play against, uh, like I said, I, Brian Moore, uh, JC Deacon, Andreas Gonzalez, um, I got to play uh, Andrew Putnam, Michael Putnam, Alex Prue. Um, I got to play in a big event, uh, Dylan Fratelli, who's now just still, as everyone knows, you know, he's a big name yeah. on the tour right now. I've seen that I got game. To, uh, Fratelli. Yeah, vision, we got, I think. To, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I got to play two rounds with him. Uh, I played in a tournament here in New Brunswick called the Barrett amateur it was a great Canadian event, amateur event. I got to play in that. And I was with him for the first two days and he was defending champion. He was the number, I think he was the number five amateur in the world at the time playing at the university of Texas. And, uh, that was, we had a nice crowd and gallery following us and I'm just me and him. And it was, um, it was cool. It was a really, it was cool. So yeah, I got to play against some, I got to play some really top talent and it was really, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. I love the name drops. 
I'm a big name drop guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love the name drops. Uh, quickly, uh, yeah, Portland in itself, you know, uh, describe the scene there. I feel like it's such a, a great city. I'm getting away from golf here as I, as I, no, do, it is. But, it was uh, a cool, at, the, at that time, I haven't been, I haven't been back, but it, at the yeah. time it was, I think I didn't even, it was like 06, I think it was. Uh, something like that. Oh six, oh seven, maybe. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a good, it's a really cool town. It was a really interesting town. Um, the weather was beautiful, like unbelievable. Besides the rain in the winter was, we didn't see the sun for a couple of weeks, which is, you know, a little mm-hmm. interesting, but, little me, yeah. but the summer, uh, I got to play in the Oregon amateur there. Uh, and that was a great time at the pumpkin at pumpkin Ridge. That was an amazing track. Um, and, the summer, the fall, and the spring. Yeah, they were great. It was a cool town. It really was an interesting town. I, again, I haven't been back in years, but mm-hmm. it was at that time. It was it was a nice. It was a good town to be at for sure. There's no question. Yeah, yeah. They got the. Uh, they play a lot of street golf there. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played street golf in downtown Portland, but these guys. No. They'll take out like old clubs and play with tennis balls or like. Uh, oh really? You know, not real balls and just hit it down the street. They'll make some holes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Eric, Eric Anders Lang. I'm sure some people <laughs> have heard of him, but uh, season one of adventures of golf, he does a little Portland uh, kind of documentary of street golf and it's super cool. It makes me, make me want to go out there one day. I'll, I'll go. No, see, I never uh, go. Never see got, them. never, never got into it. And I didn't see it, unfortunately. <laughs> and then uh, quickly, JR, I don't know if you got to move on to anything, but uh, the alumni of University of Portland, I always like to look up the alumni. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know better than I would. <laughs> Kunal Nayar, he played Raj in uh, CBS's oh, he, Big Bang Theory. He went there. Wow. I don't know. Apparently, yeah. I'm okay. not a big fan of that show, but uh, apparently a lot of people are because it's on season 20. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Eric uh, Spalstra, he coached the Miami yeah, he did. Heat to yeah, back-to-back yeah, uh, championships with Mr. LeBron James. Yeah, I remember I remember seeing that name, I think, when I was there. I do see I remember that, yes. Yeah. You bullied so him, right didn't on. you? No, no, we're golf. We're golf. I'm a, I'm a, we were, we were, we were, we were golfers. And I think he's like, he's like 50 years old. So, um, he doesn't look it, but he's got that, he's got that Miami youth to him. Uh, Talking about, talking about bowling just for a quick second. So we were, so uh, here's a good story if if I got time. So we're, we, uh, one of our, our senior on our team who lived, we lived all off of campus and he lived in the house with a couple of people. And they had, we always, they always had parties and they were really close to campus and so forth. And it was always a great time. I remember this one time, um, there was a kind of an altercation going on there. And I was like, we were and the day before we, this was the day before we were leaving to go on the road for a tournament. And I'm like, I ain't going any near this. I don't want any of this. My hands, I'm no, I'm like, put my hands in my pocket. I'm like going <laughs> to the other side of the room. I'm going somewhere else. But two other guys on their team, unfortunately got in, into it. And they came on the flight the next day, black eye, hand was swollen. Jeez. And our coach turns around and he's like, you're golfers. What are you guys doing? And it was just like, <laughs> it's like, you're like, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. that was pretty good. That was pretty good. 
And he's he's probably like, uh, did you at least win the fight? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just like he's like, you guys are golfers. What are you doing? And that was end of conversation. And talked to us for probably you know the rest of the rest of that flight and that you know that that day. So it was kind of funny. <laughs> So what was the impetus then to, to turn pro? You, you mentioned me before you had the itch and you're just like, I want to make this a career. Yeah, it was just, it was, uh, I, I then, you know, I, I actually unfortunately had to leave Portland, uh, for, for circumstances. It was a issue with, I'm not, you know, it's the school in the NCAA. There was an issue there, uh, regarding me. And so then I just didn't want to deal with it. And I unfortunately had to leave. I saw the year of eligibility. Uh, kind of sucked because you know you, you you know you're kind of leaving what you work for right um and then i decided where i was going to go because i was still wanting to finish school and for i made a, i made a um i made a deal with myself as i was gonna, i was gonna still get my degree and so i still wanted to finish school so what i was gonna do is actually went back to las vegas because i still had my swing coach there mike davis who i actually continue to use you know he's my swing coach for all my time and then keith clavin the gentleman who physically was helping me he was in there as well. So my, you know, I had my connections there. So I automatically was like, okay, where well, are we going to continue this? And that's, you know, I go back to Las Vegas. Um, and so I went to live in Vegas for four and a half years. Uh, I actually, unfortunately had to go through some, uh, some physical stuff. Again, I had another injury. Uh, I actually had spinal surgery when I was 24. And then my first tournament back is, was actually here in Manitoba trying to qualify for the players or the NTS classic was back then. It's changed now. I believe it was, it was at Glendale. And I thought, oh, I could try and qualify for this. Well, I had surgery in January. I think that was in August, I think the qualifying was or something. I had never played a tournament. I, I actually hit my driver for the first time in end of May, beginning of June. It was the first time I was able to hit, I was allowed to hit my driver. Wow. And so I thought, oh, it'd be a good idea. Let's turn, you know, I'm going to turn professional. And, you know, and so, so I, I, I checked off pro and I, I, I really was not, I really was not physically, I wasn't physically capable of playing I wasn't, I, I was out of shape. I was That's out of funny. golf shape. I, I, I couldn't make it. You know, I was, I still, I finished, but I was mm. just, my body just, I just wasn't golf ready for a tournament because what I just went through. Um, and so, one, one other, somebody else, I, and I forget, we keep forgetting our, our guests here because there's 60 of them, but, uh, so, so you're so popular. You guys, you guys, you guys, you guys have gotten so big, so big now. We, we asked somebody else, oh, how did you turn pro? It's like, well, I walked up to the tournament. And I just checked pro instead of amateur. <laughs> and then I was a pro after that. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that exactly. And that, that's, that exactly. it. You can, you know, accept money now. And, yeah. uh, and so then, so then I did that and I tried to, you know, qualify, I tried to chase the Mondays on the Canadian tour a little bit. And I kind of went back to Vegas and finished my degree. Uh, I actually joined a, a club there. I had a connection there that joined a place called Spanish trail country club, which uh, one of the, older well-known places in las vegas um it's a very you know they had a great deal for juniors they're trying you know they're trying to get the younger people they they were trying to attract some players and all that so they had an unbelievable uh, opportunity you know to join the club and dues and all that stuff it was not it was very very really good good to be a part of and um so then i got hooked up there and so i just kind of chased it a little bit i met some amazing people in vegas i got i got i got some story that's it was a, uh, I was 22 at the time. Um, and it was interesting. It was, I learned a lot about life there and it was, uh, you know, <laughs> you kind of have to have a, you kind of have to have a good head on your shoulders because the people I was playing golf with, especially in that meeting, um, you can, you can, you can put you down a different road. Um, but you know, I kind of had a dream, my kind of a vision, you know, kind of helped me a little bit. Golf kind of helped me kind of keep me, uh, but there were times when it was, it was fun. There was, uh, some big, big money matches. 
Um, on Friday and Saturdays, Friday around three o'clock, they didn't have men's league, but it was like when all the guys kind of finished ending work, they were kind of left work early. Big name guys, guys that you know done very in the help in Vegas around Vegas. Um, they leave, and we had about so they had what we did was they had about ten average eight to twelve or thirteen foursomes, and then how we played it was NASA front back overall, and then they used to do then they had uh, automatic two down presses. So if you you know so, and then they also so then. Out of the force, and they counted uh, one net, one gross. And so, whenever I wasn't on the road, I'd play in it. I'd come in, and I'd meet the like these guys are all 50, 60, you know, 40, 50, 60. I'm a 22 year old kid, right? And so, <laughs> yeah, Wayne Newton, yeah. Sigrid, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's, your, what's your point, Mike? Um, Celine Dion. And so, and so, um, and so, and so then I basically they played me it straight up, and then everyone played to their handicaps. So, I was always the gross. And okay. then you have a guy, you know, coming in for a net score. So if they're four, they have a stroke, it's a four for three. So then you make a six. So we had six, which is, you know, a really good score. And so then at the end of the round, one guy from each foursome would go and then go to cards and you collect. And that's how the money was, you know, one guy from each team would go when you read the card and then, you know, whoever would be the money would have been exchanged. And then the guy, you, you, one guy comes back and gives you your payments or they ask for money because we lose. And, and so I had, so we have that going on. And then we have a bet inside the foursome, you know, our own team was playing two guys, you know, carts against each other. And then on top of that, a lot of guys wanted to play me individually. So I actually had to have a scorecard and write down all the games I had because I would lose count. There was times I had 12, you know, 12 singles I was going on. And so wow. I'm like, I'm sitting down there writing down, you know? And so it was just like, it, and it, you know, it wasn't, you know, the Looney Tunes, $5. There was, it wasn't, it wasn't crazy amounts, but it was, it was, it was good. I was going to ask, like, I, yeah. I think of Vegas, like tens of thousands of dollars, like not tens of, th- not thousands. tens of thousands, not tens of thousands, but there was, there was, I'm not going to tell a number, but it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was for the, for, for, for the, some of these gentlemen, for these gentlemen, it wasn't a bit, you know, it wasn't right. a scratch for me. You know, these guys would still be, having a couple cocktails and doing, having fun and yada, yada. I was like, to me, this is, this is my life. Like I love this in my livelihood, but I also wanted to make sure I was, folk, you know, I had, like I was giving guys strokes left and right. Like they played me to my handicap. And when I was playing really good, I was like a plus two, six or whatever it was, you know? And so I'm giving guys 15, 18, 12 strokes. And so you do the math. If I'm not, you know, if I'm, I go in there thinking, well, if I shoot 72, 70, even in two under, I lose money. If I shoot 69 to 67, I might sneak out one or two. So I'm thinking every time I'm out there, I got to shoot anywhere between 67 and deep because I'm going to be paying out of my pocket. And I don't want that. All right. So like I had to give these guys strokes out of my, you know, it was just, but it was fun. It made, it was like a turn. I kind of played a tournament within a tournament, right? Like it wasn't a tournament, but I had to play it that way for how many strokes I had to give these guys. And that's what, and that's what was it was fun for me that way. I kind of played it that way. That's why I was always so serious. Well, other guys, were, I saw guys snap clubs, got like seven year old men were throwing clubs in their ponds. Like I thought, I saw, some things that, I, I swear I saw some things that were just like, dude, take it easy. You're not making a living out of this. this I is golf. Easy. Yeah. It's golf. Or I said, or I was like, Hey, if you guys want to break your putters, your drivers, ever, just give them to me. Don't have to break them. Just give them to me. I'll take them. No problem. Yeah. You know? Just like literally Fremont street and start scalping putters. I, I saw a seven year old tomahawk a putter into the pond. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing that? 
That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> and I, I remember, and it was just, you meet some, you meet some, you meet some very, I met some characters and it was, you know, I could, it was amazing. And I met another, another I think I could tell this story, but um, again, I don't know how much time you got. So we were on the practice range going off because the clubhouse used to always announce the, four, the teams, right? They'd say, call your name. And they were calling me. So my name got called and they, they called this other gentleman's name and everybody kind of looked at me and I'm like, what is everyone looking at me for? And so the two guys come down off the range. You got, I got to know, I got to know all these guys really well. And they were really cool guys. Like they were, they took me in. I was like this 22 year old kid living a dream. You know, they were, and these are all bigger, you know, bigger name guys in Vegas and they've been around and I've learned, I just listened and talked and I just listened to their, their stories. It was awesome. And so they, two guys came up to me and said, Hey Zach, be careful with this guy. Just watch what you say. I'm like, you're talking about watching what I say. Like what? Well, this gentleman, he's in a cart and I see him and you know, they put me with him and, you know, he's a very, he's a, he's a character looked at. And, um, they told me to be careful, but I sat around him. And so we get to the first tee with the other two of the gentlemen we're playing with. That guy who I was playing with gets out of the car. It's like, carts. And I'm like, okay. And so, um, <laughs> and so the other two guys were standing on the tee and they said to him, just, Hey, just, you know, be careful around this guy. I'm like, no problem. hundred percent on hundred percent. And so it was kind of, you know, interesting in the beginning and I was playing. All right. I was, I think it was like three under, um, and he was watching me and he's like, you know, and he was, a, he was, a, he was a, he was a character. And, um, you know, he said, you know, I, I asked the clubhouse, who's a, who's this young up and cover that you're the young guy around the club. I want to play with. They put me with you. I'm like, great. And so, you know, I'm just, you know, and I'm throwing back things at him too. Cause I'm personally, you know, I just ask him questions. Hey, where are you from? And what's going on? You know, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Then he starts asking me, so where are you from? I'm like Saskatchewan. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, where's Saskatchewan? I'm in Canada. And, you know, he's like, you know, I didn't really give, give him too much information. And so, uh, but he was nice. And we were, you know, we were, I got, I got him cracking up talking and everything. And he's like, uh, get, what's your phone number? I, I wanted to, you know, reach out to you next time. He's like, you and I, we can do some damage around this town. I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, uh, so I, I gave him, a, I think I, I gave him a whatever number. And it was funny. And he, again, we just had a, I was playing great. I was playing good golf at the time. I think I shot like four under five, four or five under. And he, we're going, we're driving up 18 and he puts his hand on my back because I'm leaning forward in the cart and he puts his hand on my back. And he's like, Zach, if you ever need money, women or protection, you come see me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, I, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking two things to myself. One, can I roll out of this cart and not hurt myself <laughs> or two, can I jump out and run and not hurt myself? Yeah. I was trying to, I was trying to figure out how can I, how, how can I get out of here with not having to, you know, hurt myself here. And I just said, thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you. And it was just, and then we played it and he showed up and I wasn't on the road for two weeks. And then, um, he, uh, he came back the next week and he asked to play with me again and, on the cart and we were just having fun and just having laughs. And we always, you know, it was, it was, it was a character. It was interesting. It was just, you mm -hmm. meet people you meet there. And again, golf brought you to these people, you know, golf brought me to, you know, being around these people. And I'm like, I'm just a kid from Winnipeg. Like what the, you know, and I'd never experienced this before. Right. So it was, uh, it was, it was golf brought me 
Yeah. <laughs> so did you lie about where you're from? Because or yeah. okay, yeah. that yeah. I was like, yeah. wait a minute, are you originally from? No, 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 I, I get like, it. No, I get I'm it now. That yeah. I, I, I'm born I, and raised in Winnipeg, but I right. they told me they told me to be careful what I said to this guy. So yeah, I you, said I'm from Saskatchewan. Understandable yeah. now. Yeah, hundred percent. You don't want him 100%. tracking you down or your family. No, hundred yeah. percent. No. No, hundred percent. But, uh, you know, and uh, it was just, it was fun. It was really, it was fun. It was, uh, you learn a lot about learning. It was learning, learning a life lessons along the way too, which is what this game helps. So it was cool. Really cool. Certainly. Yeah. You grow up quick yeah. when you're on the, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. You, you have to, like I said, cause it can put you in that town, especially and people you're with and especially golf, you know, golf puts you in some situations, you know, and, um, I got, to meet again, another name drop. Uh, I got to become really close friends with Greg Maddox. I didn't even know who the guy was. I swear. I don't know anything about baseball. And they said, Hey, you were playing with Greg Maddox. I said, who? Okay, yeah. I don't know. And so, <laughs> so just a Hall I of just Fame got pitcher. I didn't know anything about the dude. So we got to playing and I got to come, I got to come really good friends with him. Good buddies. Then. And I'm sitting in the cart one day and we we're playing Valley high on the strip. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Nope. Um, and it was, it's a, it's a one, the one of the, the only course besides the win, I believe now is on the strip. Mm-hmm. So like right on the strip. And so it's right behind Manly Bay, just South of it. And so we were playing and I remember seeing the car and I said, Hey Greg, you know, no one was around us and no one was rushing us or pushing us. So we got time. And I said, Hey Greg, what was kind of going through your head when you, you know, when you're pitching, like, what were you thinking about? And he's talking to me about stuff and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, how you know, many people who baseball fans would probably die to right. listen to this. <laughs> right. And, I'm right. Like, I, and I was actually trying to take what was he taking for golf for between the ears, because golfers and pitchers, I thought were very kind of, kind of go through the same similar thing. Right. Like if we're both out, you're out, you're out there individually, even though baseball, you have your guys behind you, but you're out there on the mound. You're, you're an individually doing this and golf is the same kind of concept. Right. So I kind of wanted to see if I can take stuff. And so I'm just sitting there and that was like, kind of like a moment where I'm like, Holy cow. Like it's, this is pretty cool. Like I'm pretty, it's golf has been good. Like this is really amazing stuff. And that was, that was, that was a cool moment. That was a really cool moment. Yeah. And what then drove, like, did you wind up, uh, if you're, you know, playing tour golf, being a pro, did you wind up connecting with any Winnipeggers playing any of those events? You know, we, we've heard stories of, you know, driving or living in the back of vans. Yeah. No, no, I did not any Winnipeggers at the time. Hmm. No, um, uh, I not, not at that time. No. I didn't have many Winnipeggers that I, I kind of, I know Curtin was out there, mm-hmm. you know, I think, but he was more in Texas. I think he went the Texas route. Uh, some guys I think went to Florida. Um, I think, so I didn't know. I didn't, I wasn't, no, we weren't, I wasn't connecting with uh, many Pe- Winnipeggers at that time. What kind of car were you driving at that time? Cause uh, we have, we had some good, good uh, yes. vehicles that these guys were. I was driving you. I was, I was driving Yukon. So it was big enough for me to just pull over and take a nap sometimes in, nice. in the back part. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. A little it, different it was, than it was Pontiacs. Putting, uh, putting the big rod and, you know, hanging the clothes up and uh, had, had a little <laughs> more space. I put a lot of, I put a, I put a lot of, I put a lot of miles on the, on, on the first, on the, on the first one I had. And I, it was a, uh, yeah, I was on the road quite a bit. It was uh, times when you play golf for the term of six hours and I get on the road and I hop on for another six, seven, eight hour drive back to where you're going and the next stop. And it was, yeah, you put a lot of miles and I actually loved it. A lot of guys I know hated that kind of lifestyle, but I loved it. I loved it. It was fun. It was good times for me. So. Do you have an, yeah. a, a story or two from when you were doing that driving around of either meeting people on, on the course or playing or blowing up on the course or any fun stories from touring around and uh, doing the professional golf thing? You know, meeting, meeting Tony Finau was cool. I played a term with Tony. Um, Scott Piercy and I became good buddies and I played with him. So, we, you know, meeting them along the way was, was really nice, was really cool, you know, seeing where their games are. 
you know, compare when stack up your games. Um, I met a lot of cool people along the way. I went to some really small towns, Price, Utah, Waterloo, Iowa, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, you know, everyone knew. Um, I was in, I was in Monroe, Louisiana. It was called, it was a tournament called the W E cotton States invitational. And it was a big event for college, you know, amateur event, college, a lot of college golfers went to play in it. And I got accepted and I got into this tournament and it was a Monroe, Louisiana. Like that's deep South right there. Right. <laughs> and so I go in and, you know, I'm just, I was there for like five days. I believe I was there for five days and I went down and it was, the tournament was at the Bayou country club. And we're talking about people literally just sitting and playing band. Like it was, it was kind of, you know, a little bit what you saw, you know, and I'm this again. And I, I, and the food were there was different. And I literally went to Quiznos for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for five days straight. Cause I couldn't, I didn't really like fast food. I really didn't do fried food. And so I'm like, these people thought I was probably crazy. Cause I yeah. stopped at Quiznos every day. Oh, you gotta, um, you gotta dive into that Cajun. Is it yeah. Cajun? Yeah. And Maybe like crawfish. Yeah. Uh, crawfish, crawfish boil. Yeah, I, I, I tried that and that was interesting. Um, but I never got into it. So I kind of just stuck with Quiznos and uh, shout, out, shout out, shout out to Quiznos. If you want no, to, you know, yeah. no free um, ads. I haven't been to Quiznos <laughs> in 10 years, but, uh, um, and so, uh, and then that was a very interesting uh, place. And that was, a, that was a really cool, you know, that was interesting. And then I was actually funny thing was I was playing our practice round and my last on the day before the tournament, I played two practice rounds before I played there. Cause I just wanted to get custom to, you know, whatever the whole thing, the whole place and the whole everything area and the golf and everything. And I was on the third hole and I bent over to hit my driver and I went over to get my peg and my driver snaps. And so basically I don't, and I didn't carry a backup at that time. You know, mm-hmm. after that, I actually, after that I had two drivers every time I traveled. <laughs> and so I couldn't get one. I was thinking, do I go to get one off the rack? Do I go in the pro shop? Do I go find something? They don't have the shaft. They don't have nothing. And so I'm like, ah, I'm just gonna have to play three way for this tournament. And it was, it was a different ball game, you know, trying to snap, <laughs> trying to bunt it out there to the three went against all these guys that, you know, you're kind of like, it was, it was, and that was a life, that was a lesson to always have a, a stare, you know, when you're going to play. Um, so that was interesting, but that was, uh, that was, that was, that was one of the cooler moments, I guess you can say. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, yeah. what reminds yeah. me of the, the lesson I learned playing golf in Mexico was to, uh, always bring a spare pair of underwear. Um, just in case. <laughs> yeah, just in case the water gets you. How about two pairs? Or two. <laughs> or two. One for the front, one for the back, and uh, one extra. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That reminds 100%. me of uh, the Hecla Champagne Championship the other week. And, uh, and uh, Team Lefty buddy oh, uh, Matt Levy uh, walks up on the second day. First off, with- he was barbecuing before this. He was barbecuing in the parking yeah. lot before this all happened. What a scene. We got We got to paint the picture here. So yeah. we got hit with rain. Uh, the first day, the first day we were the there. First day. So everything's soaked. Shoes are soaked. We just, we got hit so hard. We were in the middle of nowhere. There was no shelter. You're, you, you guys so- not have umbrellas? No, we oh, didn't. Umbrellas wouldn't have helped. They, they were in the van. We, we <laughs> left we them in the some van. Hail, it was sideways. It was pretty wild. We got hit with everything, but it was kind of enjoyable. It was kind of a it was. Fun. It was nice. It cooled us off. So we play right. play the rest yeah. of the round, uh, and yeah, shoes are just like <laughs> go back to the hotel. We try and dry things off as best as possible, but uh, Levy walks up to uh, he, he decides. Oh yeah, well sorry, and then 
we're in the parking lot the next day. We bumped back the tea time because we needed a little bit more time to sleep at a late night. And uh, so the four <laughs> of us have all of our clubs out of our bag. The back of the uh, yeah, they're drying sed- off. The Sedona is uh, is <laughs> up, and all the people are walking by to their tea times, thinking like, "What are these guys doing? Everything is scattered amongst, just trying to dry out. We're trying to explain ourselves." Meanwhile, Levy's got the the little barbecue Coleman. <laughs> on the ground <laughs> cooking burgers flipping them with a uh, caddy dip- shed ball mark re- divot repair divot repair, repair. yeah because we had no Cause... utensils <laughs> did so anyone stop and ask you guys anything did anyone yeah. stop and ask we got a few weird looks and i and i uh, volunteered an explanation but uh, and then so he's levy's wearing this button-up shirt you know it's gonna be a hot day i'll wear the button-up shirt i can unbutton it throughout the day and get some breeze walks up to the first tee and uh i guess he had done too many uh trap exercises that week because he was the shirt was too tight so he couldn't too restrictive so he couldn't get a backswing in finally rips it off hits a ball and then takes the cart to a pro shop and buys a new shirt great looking uh, shirt by the way would have been the best would have been would have been a better comment if he walked to the first tee and said all right boys what's the course record it's mine now (laughs) he did bring up the swing zone he's a big fan of the swing zone as soon as he gets into the swing zone as he calls it watch out yeah that's awesome that was a good good story <laughs> sorry to to uh segue into our own stories uh but absolutely uh, for sure that wow. was, it is our show uh, after all, damn it 100 yeah. your name's on it <laughs> i had one more question before we jump into the back nine lightning round mike did you want me to to shoot it Get out it. there Get right. it. Yep. so then you decide somehow to move back to winnipeg so is that when you started out prozac training or were you doing that no, down uh, south as well no, just I, happened to bring it back yeah here. no i it's exactly it i um I unfortunately had to stop playing when I was 28. I had my spinal surgery when I was 24. My back just couldn't, it was, mm. um, it was, it just couldn't take it anymore. It was, uh, it just unfortunately just couldn't, couldn't continue on. I just couldn't do what I needed to do with, you know, especially in the lower part of your spine. And, um, and so then I kind of knew my career, you know, the time was coming to an end. So I kind of was looking for option B, uh, at that time. And I knew, you know, what I knew between golf was fitness because, um, my back, when I it started when I was 18, actually the whole thing. So when I was 18, my back was constantly in a bad state. So I had to take care of myself uh, the right way to continue my career, you know, to keep playing as long as I did. I shouldn't actually have had, been able to play as long as I did because of where it was. And so I kind of just kind of fit, you know, my keep myself strong and all that internally kind of, you know, it kind of helped me continue on playing. And so I kind of knew golf, and, you know, golf was always the number one thing, but you know, um, fitness was kind of getting there because of what I was doing for my own self. And so then I, when I was thinking it was time for option B, what the next phase, you know, some guys, some players, you know, some people have a hard time, you know, phasing the next stage. Um, I kind of was like, well, let's, uh, I, I, this is all I know golf and, you know, kind of, you know, this health and fitness stuff. And so, uh, after I stopped playing, I went, I took a week off and I went back to school for a year and a half. And then I got into certification and getting all this stuff. And then I got a job right out of the way at a big box gym and down in Scottsdale in, uh, in Arizona. And, um, I kind of grinded it out a little bit there a little bit and then, uh, did really well. And then I kind of started my own thing and I w- went on my own and I, I did it and, uh, was doing great doing, you know, was taking off and it was amazing. And then COVID hit 
and I had, uh, you know, I had my, my second daughter, my wife and I, and we, you know, born here, my mom, my dad are here, family's here, my brother's in Ottawa, in your family, you know, we had nobody really in Arizona and kind of, we thought kind of being, you know, being near family is a big thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's why we decided to come back to Winnipeg, you know, and we made that jump and, and that's what we're here today. And, um, that's why I'm back here 18, almost 18 years now since I left. And so, uh, I'm trying to, you know, uh, Prozac was doing really good, you know, taking off there and we're trying to, you know, hopefully do a little bit and see what we can do here. So, and that's just personal fitness. Like you work one-to-one or do you do consult? Yeah. Consult, consult and consulting. You know, uh, and, and you know, I went to T, you know, TPI, I'm certified through that. Ah, and, nice. and also, also my background, in, 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 you know, in the game, you know, um, and also, you know, the gentlemen, people who I've been able to be around some other, you know, gentlemen who've done great for golfers and physical stuff. And again, Keith, what he did for tiger and other golfers and what he's taught me, you know, I took all of his knowledge and, you know, I, even though he was training me at times, I was being with him. I still absorbed it. Like I, I, I took it in. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm even to this day still, you know, develop, you know, using what he taught me. And so, yeah, it's, um, kind of was like a transition where it was just, you know, it's what I know. It's what I did. And I kind of just went right into it. And, and so that's, it's consulting online and one-on-one stuff like that. And, uh, so, yeah. Wonderful. Well, we'll make sure to throw yeah. up a, a link here, uh, to it, uh, in our show notes, our pod show notes. So uh, make sure if you want to get a hold of, uh, Prozac yeah, training, sure. you can, uh, you can do that right there, but uh, you want to jump into the back nine lightning round there, Mike? I do. Okay. I, Zach, did yep. you get, was, uh, was, were you here for the winter? Was that your first winter back in Winnipeg? Like this was obviously, it was awesome. my, it was, my, it was my wife's never been to Winnipeg ever like oh. winter. She's oh, never boy. been to Winnipeg besides she was one of she, we, I brought her home once. Back to Winnipeg once, but this was her first Winnipeg winter. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you picked a let's good just one. Say, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's, Thanks, Winnipeg. That's a tough yeah. sell. That's a tough yeah. sell. Oh, you're telling me. You're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> I got. Oh. I got a. I, I think I, I. I got a really good one, and she's she's okay, and she's still committed to staying here. Yeah, right that, now, that's so. the real. That's the real test. That's yeah. the real test. But uh, yeah, exactly, we can. Right? We can uh, we'll get into our, our back nine here, Jr. All right. Well, the back nine lighting round is for Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. And uh, yeah, maybe he'll take you for around to St. Charles, smash the driver mm-hmm. a few times. He's got some stories. He's got well. some stories and he's got some great uh, wealth tips some that's, grow your wealth and some tax tips. So uh, reach out to Bryce and he can certainly help you out. Um, Zach. What, yeah. I lo- and first of all, I love the name Prozac training, but did you, did you have a nickname? Uh, throughout uh, your years growing up or just Zach? No, it was always Zach. Um, yeah, no, I don't think I ever really had one. So mm-hmm. I, I never really had a nickname. Maybe by my back people call me stuff, but not. not really, <laughs> Curtin, never, Brad Curtin said a few <laughs> things, but we won't say them on the air. <laughs> he did. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Because I got to tell you, when I first saw him, was a, I haven't seen him. We haven't seen each other in probably a dozen years, maybe less mm-hmm. than that. And, I, and I, I looked at him, he looked at me and I'm like, Brad Curtin? And he's kind of like, you you know, and I'm like, you know, Zach Thompson. And he's like, holy cow. I'm like, I'm like, well, you haven't grown and well, your hair is gone, but I remember you. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots yeah. fired. But, yeah. but, but I got to tell you, but I got to tell you, he's one of the good ones. He's one of the good ones. He's a yeah. good, he's a, he's, he's a good people. He really is good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Uh, yeah. Great. 
Brad is great. Love that interview. Uh, so we got a couple of questions. Well, actually, we got nine questions. We'll try yeah. and rapid fire fire these for you. Um, okay. Have you ever got a hole in one? No, double eagle, but never hole in one. Close, Ooh, but that's even better, eagle. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think that yeah, I the odds of that are. I can tell. I can tell you the hole, the distance, and everything, but never have a hole in one. <laughs> tell us. Uh, it was in Las Vegas, Spanish Trail. Country Club, they have three nines, Sunrise, Canyon, and Lakes. Um, it was on nine, eight, seven, seven, Sunrise. It wasn't a big, it's not a really long par four, par five, to jog like to the left, uh, driver, eight iron, kind of a blind, like kind of, yeah, it's not a very long one, but if there's a there's kind of, if you hit the speed slot, it kind of takes off and I hit it, luckily. Mm-hmm. And um, just swinging good that day. And I was about, a, I think I had about a buck 70. Couldn't really see the flag, kind of hit it, and we walk up. I knew I hit it good at, right at it, and walk up, and we're looking, like, they're like, where'd it go? And I hit it long, and I hit it, you know, I can't hit it short because we're walking. I didn't think I hit it left or right, and walk up, and one of the guys was like, ah, oh, it's in the hole, and, and that was kind of cool, so yeah. But That's again, awesome. but deep, deep, deep par five, so yeah. Why not? Yeah, that almost, oh, I don't know. I think that'd be almost better. Yeah, it's better. Uh, I don't know. It's not the same club. <laughs> true, true, true. People, Hold the uh, hole in one a little higher, exactly. I guess. But uh, yeah. we, we we do not. Yeah. We do not. <laughs> we we understand that until is we more get difficult. one, we do not. <laughs> right. right. Well, how about you? Yeah. Have them all? No, you, both of you nope. don't have one. We do not. Between no. the two of us, we have zero. Yeah. Or I'm almost minus <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> Try and figure that one out. Uh, next one. What is your preferred golf ball brand or model? It was Tyler's Pro V One X at the time. Yeah, yeah, all always. The, all the greats play the uh, pro V's. Um, do you got a you got a favorite course to play while you're in Manitoba? Oh, wow. in, in Manitoba? Manitoba, yeah, we, yeah. Um, wow. You know, I always like the ridge. I always like St. Chuck's. You know, Glendale. I grew up there and playing there. So I didn't really, I, I, ones I really enjoyed, you know, I don't, it's, I don't have one particular one in my mind that I would say is above the rest. Yeah. Um, all good so, answers. Yeah. Uh, what about Scottsdale? We always like to, well, I've only mm-hmm. been down there once, but I always like to go down there. Where yeah, should we, where should we play was, when, yeah, like, when I, we're I was, there? I was very fortunate. We have to play a lot of them, most of them. And the one that I really was, Whisper Rock was amazing. It's kind of like, you know, you're having a golf a little bit. It's a man's, you know, it's kind of, it's just really, it's special there. Really is special there. So I say Whisper Rock. Whisper Rock. We'll have to check it out. Do we, do we need oh, a, it's a, a reference? Yeah. yeah. Can, we throw, can we throw your name out there? No, you know, can't go. No, please don't. No, no, no. I can tell you some names that are there. You might want to throw up, but not mine. Uh, perfect. Um, you got a bucket list course now that you're, you're back in Manitoba that you've never played in Manitoba, uh, that you'd love to get out to. Um, probably if I were to play, I think, um, Southwood. Mm-hmm. Mm, I got a hookup. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I haven't played the new one and I think I was, I was gone by the time when the newer one opened. I think it was like 2018 sometime, right? Yeah, I think it's been around mm-hmm. for 11 years now. The new yeah. One. So I really was I really wasn't around when the new one opened. So probably, you know, I probably, that would be the one that I would probably want to look, look into. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I'm, a, I'm a social member there. So I get oh, access okay. to the practice facilities and Mike and I got to go out with uh, big John Hillary scoops there and call one Abgral and, and play around and uh, yeah, really nice. enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much that I got to be a social member there. So there you go. 
Mm-hmm. So I can come with you and enjoy the social stuff. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, okay. and the golf course. Steeper is really nice there too. And of course, maybe be- maybe before the Manitoba Open or after the Manitoba Open, when it's in pristine shape, even more pristine shape. Steeper is oh, yeah. a good kid. Oh yeah, he's a good, good cat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Now this must. This is going to be a huge list here. But what would <laughs> be the most memorable course that you've ever played? Huh. To you. Yeah. Um, I can ring off probably maybe five. I can't ring off one. Ring off yeah, five. We'll take five. I'd probably play. I'd probably put Tory Pines. Wow. I'd probably put up uh, National in Mississauga, Ontario. Ooh, yes, mm. we've heard a lot about that. Yes. Yeah, National up there in Canada. That mm-hmm. was that would probably be number one in my mind for Canada. Um, I'd probably there was a place in, our actually home course in Portland was called Columbia Edgewater Country Club. And that was, that was money. That was money really was. Um, I probably put up shadow Creek in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably put up. Oof. Man, I, I couldn't, um, PGA, PGA West. I had some good memories there. Maybe, even though it's, you know, the stadium course down there, I had pretty good, I want a big event down there and that was cool. So I probably put up there just more than more than just the memories kind of thing. So yeah. It's always nice so, yeah. winning something. Yeah, it is. Like it makes it, it makes it a little sweeter. When I think band in dunes is a fairly newer I play, course. I played there too. Okay. I played I played there. Yeah. yeah I played in Oregon. I got to play band in uh, pumpkin Ridge private, private side. Um, so that I got to see some, some good stuff in, in Oregon. That's cool. Eugene, like- Eugene, Eugene Country Club, which is a really good one in Eugene, uh, Eugene where University of Oregon is. It's, yeah. that, was a, that was pristine, too. Yeah, I got to get down there. And there's yeah. one of the one of the course. New yeah, I would say if you gotta- want a golf trip, you boys go to Bandon Dunes. No question. Yeah. Do Perfect. It. Sold. Do freezer truck. Sold. Take you freezer truck. We're going. Do it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you one of the, one if of you the- want a golf trip, I swear you, yeah. will, you will think it's the greatest. It'll be a great. It's, you don't have to go to Scotland. You don't have to go overseas. Go to Bandon. It's amazing. Well, really speaking amazing. of uh, speaking of Scotland, and and I, if you if you would be golfing, what would be your bucket list course uh, anywhere in the in the world? Yeah, uh, yeah I think it's everyone's probably say Augusta. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, um, just mm-hmm. Augusta, and maybe if I was over the pond, I actually got invited. I got accepted playing the Pete and the British Amateur cool. one year. Awesome. It was actually, fun. It actually, I didn't go unfortunately. Uh, but the year was at, it was at St. Andrews and oh, that would have oh, wow. been, been kind of cool. Yeah. That playing been, a competitive round of golf. Yeah. Yeah. Same kind of, kind of cool. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been, that would have been kind of special. So probably those two spots just because also the history and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you ever go to Augusta? No, never just watched. I have not, uh, I, I have not been, I've had uh, numerous people I know that have been there have played there and told me all about it. Yeah. But I have never been there. No. Well, well, we'll all get down there one day. Yeah. It'd be a sure. great golf trip. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, it would. Yes, it would. And wow, we, you don't even have to play any golf. It'd be still a great golf trip. Right. Well, we'll we'll hit up the bend. We'll hit up Oregon, and uh, and then we'll we'll fly over to Augusta there and hit up some of those places. And mm-hmm. for sure, uh, maybe they got some sweet tea down there for us. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe <laughs> go to go to Hooters. Think about it and try. You're gonna Google it. You'll do some research about it. I will, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, next one. What is your career low round in where? Sixty-two at Spanish Trail. Yeah. Ten birdies, one eagle, and two bogeys. Wow, Whoa. must have won some money that day. 
That was a good day. It was one of those days when guys kind of walked in and I kind of had to, like, I kind of tried to play a poker face. And I couldn't keep my poker face. They're like, they're like uh, do we do a buyout now? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and that's no. awesome. No. Yeah. I want all your money. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, this is my wild card question. And in, in your, in your, we'll call it golf honors research of awards, uh, Kelvin and Scottsdale community college there, uh, you won most inspirational at both of those, um, yeah. establishments. And I was curious, uh, what makes you so inspirational? Positive attitude, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I, I can felt feel it. it all day. <laughs> uh, all, no, just, um, all interview. Just, just working, work, just grinding and working. I loved it. That's the thing. A lot of guys, like I said before, didn't want to put the hours and they want to put it in. I loved it. I love going to range. And I love working it. You know, you may hit a million golf balls and one that you may hit one where you're finally working on something, you get it, but you see that one and it kind of sucks you in and makes you love it. Yeah. And I just grinded. And that's the like I said, I wasn't the most talented. I had, I didn't do much of anything. I didn't really win much. I didn't really, but I grinded. I worked hard at it. And that's what kind of got me, you know, I wasn't the best player on all the college teams or whatnot, but it was just, I grinded. I I, I, I just love the game. I love being out there working at it, competing and just seeing, seeing improvement, just seeing me improve. was just, again, starting from nothing and just seeing how, you know, it was just, it was just grinding and working at it. Yeah. People saw that too. So I'm inspired. Right now, yeah. See? There yeah. you go. Yeah. I want to go, I wanna you play go some out golf. there and hit some ball balls yeah. right now, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. We're coming yeah. over. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna hit the fan Come bike first. Yeah, Come yeah. First. yeah. yeah. I need to get my left ankle reconstructed, <laughs> and then I'm gonna go hit some golf balls. And spinal surgery, right? That too. Yeah. Although I did I did roll my ankle pretty bad in high school, and yeah, it hasn't been the same since. So maybe there's something to that. How about that? Mm-hmm. So our, our Some Prozac uh, trainings in my future, I think. Hundred <laughs> percent. I think so. For, for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach, this is our, our flagship uh, question here. What is your favorite condiment? Right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Avocado mayo. Whoa! Never heard that before, have you? Huh? Never. That's very no. 2022. There you go. Of you. I think I'm gonna be on my own little pet, my own list on that one. No I one think that so. One. Where did you make that yourself? Or no. You... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, we found it, and I gotta tell you, avocado mayo. Pretty bomb right now. It's pretty tasty. I am. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't really a mayo guy, but avocado mm. mayo. Look it up. Throw some avocados in there and. Put it in, maybe it no, put it it's, in. A, it's, it's like pre mixed. Right, it's, it's pre mixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's made from it all. It tastes it's, it's, it like. It comes in the mayo jar, but it's yeah. uh, it made from avocado oil, I think, instead of. Oh. You know, so it's still white and everything, but. Okay. It, you know, but with the, egg, with the eggs and everything, but it's yeah, made yeah, from yeah. avocado oil, and it's avocado oil, and it's really good. Really, really good. Yeah, so I'd wow. say that. How about that? I'll have to check that out. There you go. I'll have to check that out. Put that in a put that in a pre workout shake, maybe. What's that? Do you maybe put it in a pre workout shake, some avocado mayo? Okay, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Maybe protein, maybe post for for protein, maybe. Okay, yeah, right, yeah. It's a healthy fat. It's a healthy fat. (laughs) That's good. I I gotta give I gotta give Jr. a compliment too. He's holding this microphone for the whole entire meet. You know, the whole entire. uh, Yeah, I'm very used to it. 
I give you, give you, I give you props. You're holding that thing up. You haven't put he's, it down the whole time. He's going to need a reconstructive surgery on his elbow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That and my right bicep is twice as large as my left. Right. Uh, well, you're holding you, this mic. Bomb, you bond your drives pretty far. I do. So, uh, I do. I found out I hit the, I hit my drives as far as a scratch golfer, although I'm not a scratch golfer. Um, but then from there, there's a lot of trouble that happens. But uh, aside from that, something to work on. You guys, yes. there's, there's positives you can you build off of. Well, like my yeah. grade seven social studies teacher said, Mr. Collins, God bless you. He said, the biggest <laughs> room in the world is the room for improvement. Oh, there you wow. go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna put that on my wall. I'm gonna cut that out of vinyl and put that on my that's, wall. That should be put that in your gym. That's <laughs> a good inspirational quote. No question. That's what you're gonna yeah. pull up for sure. And put on a wall, Mr. Collins. Yes, yeah. and, and he also was the middle school basketball coach, and he also trademarked this line: "Anytime you'd get a ball and he wanted you to shoot it, you'd say jack it off.'" He wasn't very in tune with the oh, other wow. connotation of that. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, don't put that one on the <laughs> don't wall. Put that one on the wall. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, when we were when we were when I was at Scottsdale, the nickname for Scottsdale's fight were the, they're called the Fighting Artichokes. That's the nickname. Oh, right? cool. At the time, at the time That's when I was, cool. there, it was you know, remember it was big where you, you would, they would have clear putter grips and the sticker they put in the clear. Now you you know you kind of have the team or whatever. Oh yeah. They, right. they wrap it and they put a clear grip over it. Well, coach got us these and he put her hands down and her hands covered up fighting. So you look down at all and says choke. Choke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's inspirational. Yeah, that would get so let's say Not a lot of guys put that on the putters during the time. But yeah. you thought it'd be cool put that on our putters. Yeah. Oh, that is Big, awesome. Uh, Big artichoke industry in uh, Arizona, I guess. Fighting artichokes. That's that was a, that's the nickname of it. That's school. awesome. Oh, that yeah. is a good nickname. Well, I don't know what uh, Bryce Matlashewski's nickname is, but uh, that was the back nine lightning round. And it is for Bryce Matlashewski. Maybe we can call him the fighting artichoke. I kind of like that. He is an investment <laughs> advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204 515 Four four six, and also we are going to donate that DQ cake from the Nick and Nikki group of DQs. We'll donate that yeah. to uh, to a wonderful charity, just like Brad Curtin did to Cancer Care Manitoba, uh, DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the Food Court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can also follow them on Instagram at DQ Manitoba. And one more thing before I say thank you to you, um, Oak Island who is our destination mm. partner, their stay and play packages. They were so nice um, to say for all of September, 2022, just mention 18 over par and you will get 20% off your stay and play package, September wow. 2022. Hey. Yeah. So you can check them out, oakislandmb.ca or find them on Instagram. Message Mike and I will, we'll connect you with Andrea and Des and Bia there and, get you going for uh, for this September. I think Mike and I, we got to yeah. head out there again. Well, we, we got to head out there again. I got to head out there for the first time. Great people out there. Great course. Uh, and uh, go see them because you'll, you'll, you'll be blown away. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Zach, this has been awesome. I think this might be our longest interview all season. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, we're almost coming. I apologize up if we went a little overtime. Oh, no, no, I'm sure good, we could probably talk for content. four hours. We'll have to get good you content. and Brad on at the same time, I guess. We'll yeah. see how that works. Out. You can bring it 100% if you want to make it happen. Uh, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a fun time. Yeah. for certain. What an amazing story from, yeah, just everything, you know, going to UNLV and then just making your way up. Like, that's, that's a great story. Uh, Appreciate it. Yeah, I loved, it's, uh, loved hearing it. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it was quite the journey. You know, golf is a is a, it's it's been a great just it's golf has been golf is you know just thinking besides the game, 
golf brings you places and people and meeting things. It's been, I don't think there's anything like that there out there. And that's why golf is also another just a special, you know, special sport, special thing to do. Yeah. Um, Certainly. for everyone to do and that's it's yeah it's pretty cool it's been been quite it was quite the ride and uh <laughs> you know memories that last you know, that's the thing memories that last a lifetime so yeah well i mean this one at least we, we got it all on tape now so i uh, <laughs> hope, hope you enjoyed it and uh yeah we'll have to get out there and maybe uh, swing them a few times and uh check you, you might out. have we'll to get me back out there you guys might be the ones <laughs> to get me going I think so. <laughs> that's uh, what we're here for but uh, you have hey. yourself a wonderful night we really appreciate it thanks so much i appreciate it guys thank you And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. A hidden gem no more. Enjoy one of the top stay and play packages in Manitoba at Oak Island Resort and Golf, just southwest of Brandon. Designed by one of the most prolific course architects in the country, you can enjoy over 6,600 yards of challenging and unforgettable golf amidst beautiful prairie wetlands and some of the best putting services on the planet. Once you put it out on 18, relax in one of the four fully equipped cabins on site while your hot dog or burger cooks on the BBQ. Or if camping is your thing, you can stay at one of the nearly 400 fully serviced sites. Book today by visiting oakislandmb.ca. Des and Andrea would love to see you down there and tell them 18 over par sent you and Mike and I will buy you around. That's oakislandmb.ca to book your stay and play package now or click on the link in our pod show notes. JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pole Park in the Food Court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats.